When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back by no one's demand, but our own fresh off vacation and in the DraftKings Sportsbook studios here in, yeah, overcast, not sunny, it's overcast, but still scenic, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions podcast. It's powered by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford and brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope that you have uh, enjoyed a little bit of a reprieve. I hope you've been able to get away and take advantage of some summer vacation like I did. But I know that I'm excited to be back and really back until football season because we're plowing right ahead with some great content for you. Today, however, uh, the content is not going to be football related. It's going to be about the Music City Grand Prix that's coming to Nashville in August. And we'll speak with Nashville Sports Council CEO and President Scott Ramsey about how this event came to be. We'll wrap things up with a a little bit of an update on something going on with the Nashville Predators, and we'll have a great time doing it over the course of today's pod. But first, I got to remind you about what's new at Two Rivers Ford these days. And honestly, it's a lot. If you haven't been following Ford lately, they've introduced some amazing vehicles. The all-new 2021 F-150 with a power onboard generator. The 2022 all-electric F-150 Lightning. The Ford Maverick pickup. The all-electric Mustang Mach-E. And, of course, the 2021 Ford Bronco is back. When it comes to technology, Ford is cutting edge. For example, the Ford Pass app syncs with your vehicle, lets you start your car from home, and alerts when you need service. The new Fords are loaded with technology, but honestly, what makes Two Rivers Ford the best Ford dealership around is what isn't new. And that's the fact that they've been giving their customers the same honest upfront pricing and unparalleled buying experience since 1983. So if you're in the market for a vehicle, contact one of the non-commissioned salespeople at Two Rivers Ford and see what Ford has to offer. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford and driven by people. Let's get to Scott. Back here, 615 Sessions podcast. Uh, Kind enough to be joined by Scott Ramsey of the Nashville Sports Council because there is an exciting event coming to Nashville next month, August 6th through the 8th. The Big Machine Music City Grand Prix is going to be hosted in downtown Nashville, and we could not be more excited about it. Scott's here to uh, give us some of the details on how this event came to be. What's going on, Scott? 
Well, just uh, another great day in uh, in Nashville, and we're you're right. We're excited about uh, getting back to doing events. I mean, I, I think these last couple months, uh, a lot of energy, and I know there's a lot of uh, excitement uh, about the Grand Prix coming up. No, no question about it. In fact, I think the last time we talked was one of the first events that Nashville, at least sports-wise, was, was able to get back and host the SEC basketball tournament. And obviously, uh, fortunately, we've been able to come a long way since then. So h- how did this come to be, Scott, where we're getting to host this inaugural event um, in in a unique situation where IndyCar is going to be able to you know, take over downtown Nashville and create a, create a track that is going to run the expanse of uh, the East Bank over to the West Side? Well, I think a lot of the, the credit really goes to Matt Cruz and Jason Rittenberry and Chris Parker, uh, the three guys who really spearheaded uh, a, a really a lot of patience and due diligence on on putting the, the event together, um, certainly securing the IndyCar sanction. Uh, they put together a heck of a group of uh, investors locally, um, secured a three-year agreement with uh, the city, the Titans, and IndyCar, um, and this will be our inaugural year. And uh, from a sports council perspective, uh, certainly we're going to support them and and the operational support of the event and with volunteers. But uh, you know, I, I think um, I, I think the event's just going to really captivate the uh, not just the Nashville market, but I think your average sports fan. Uh, the intrigue about uh, Indy cars going over KVB and uh, circling a little bit of downtown and coming back up over in, into the stadium area is going to be uh, uh, really not just interesting, but, uh, but fascinating to, to watch and see. Oh, without question. I mean, I, could, I couldn't be more excited about it. And by the way, you can find out more information at musiccitygp.com. Tickets available there as well. So with, with IndyCar in particular, why why does the sport why does i mean for obvious reasons we understand why indycar is intriguing but why was it intriguing for the city of nashville to be able to host this event um and kind of you know we, we've we've done a lot of events as a city scott you're obviously no stranger to it given yeah. the fact that you have to that you get to coordinate and put together most of these spectacular events that showcase our city but why indycar specifically well, I think you, I think you have to broaden that a little bit, Buck, in, in thinking about it as we've we've normally evaluated events, whether it's it's IndyCar, whether it's uh, hockey, uh, whether it's uh, football, basketball, uh, figure skating coming in January, and and really what we've done as a city, I think as well as any city in the country, is is really the collaboration between uh, the public sector, um, the hospitality sector, uh, our professional teams and tenants and venues. Um, and then in general, just kind of the, the does it feel right factor. And um, I think when all those things kind of get thrown into the basket together, uh, you start looking at the key components. Is it the right time of year? Uh, can we make the event a, a success? Can we infuse our Music City and Nashville brand in it? Um, and, and can we financially support it uh, to make it work? And those are normally our checkpoints of, of really all those industries I've mentioned. And, and we've always kind of looked out three, four, five, six years out and said, boy, here's the window of time that, that we can uh, pursue certain events. And here's some windows of times where it doesn't make sense. So, for example, you're not going to go try to recruit an event uh, the second week of June in the middle of CMA Fest. So right. I think this event in particular, Buck, 
really kind of answers all four of those questions. A, it's unique. Uh, B, I think it can deliver a significant amount of tourism impact. The media coverage in IndyCar is international, uh, which really gives Nashville a great platform uh, promotionally. Uh, and it was in a time of year where we didn't have any major conflicts and can and can really uh, be successful long term. And it fit with the IndyCar schedule uh, with NBC and some of their broadcast partners. So, you know, I, I think when you look at it from a business evaluation standpoint like that, um, you've got to have all those things aligned or you're just going to kind of really create a difficult situation to make the event a success. Um, this one, I think, just brings the unique factor as well. Um, certainly, you've got uh, some great support for racing locally uh, with some folks, but um, Joseph Newgarden obviously is a, a premier driver in the circuit. Uh, I think their sanction really justifies the legitimacy of the event. Um, and I think, um, you know, all those factors are there, and I really expect it to be a, have a great successful run in our city. No, without question. I, I, you, just going back to one of the points that you, you brought up earlier about an international stage for Nashville. This, this isn't an exclusive, uh, a, well, I guess the way that I should say it is this won't be our only opportunity as a city to be promoted internationally, both with events like the World Cup qualifying game with the U.S. men's national team and Canada being able to play at Nissan Stadium uh, in the future, now with IndyCar and, and the international coverage that that brings. Why, why is, I mean, I... <laughs> It seems like a stupid question for me to ask, Scott, about why it's pr- important to be promoted internationally. But I think has there been a has the there been a specific directive to trend that way with some of these events while also being you know grounded in what we know what we know what we do well and and where where we know where where we know Nashville will play well with people who would be consuming the city uh, through the lens of of what the coverage that we're getting. Well, I, I don't know if there's been a, a real directive, but I, I think the uh, we've seen we've seen trends of international interest in Nashville from uh, obviously music uh, two to tourism, and and three I, I think um, you know really with the Predators, the NHL All Star Game, um, the NFL Draft, um, I think you saw sports kind of really. Um, on, on the platform in Nashville, really being uh, well accepted internationally. And uh, while we continue to chase, hopefully, the World Cup in 26, some, some matches, I, I think you've seen great success in those. And, and I think IndyCar fought, kind of follows suit. So I, I think from a tourism standpoint and using sports as kind of the, the instigator, if you will, um, it certainly kind of fits with the trends that we've seen have success in, in the past few years. Uh, I th- I think that uh, you guys, the Nashville Sports Council, uh, Butch Spiriton with the the Visitors and Convention Center. I mean, you I, I I don't just say this because you're kind enough to be a guest on on the shows regularly, Scott, or semi regularly whenever we get ready to have one of these events. But I I can't commend the job that you guys do enough to be able to not only recruit events like this. But to be able to put them on so seamlessly, everything I know, sport July Fourth is outside of the realm of sports to a degree, but just the scale of the the Fourth of July celebration that we saw that we were fortunate enough to be able to have back this year, the biggest fireworks celebration in the country, and and to see it go off with, I mean, near with with outside of the delay without almost a hitch and and go off so spectacularly after you know having a bit of a layoff from 
orchestrating these kinds of events. Uh, it, it's such a such a fantastic job by all parties involved to be able to get these events in town and to be able to showcase our city this way. I, I can't I can't say enough about the job that you all do. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that, but it, it's certainly a much broader group of, of people making that work. And I, I think of our police, our public works, our, our special events teams publicly that through many administrations, uh, mayoral-wise, ha- have really bought into the fact that in Nashville's reputation, being able to host major events really relies upon incredible uh, collaboration and coordination between behind the scenes of, of a lot of folks. And I, I'll I would kind of echo what you're saying with a, with an illustration of, you know, 20, 24 years ago now, we started the Music City Bowl when we built uh, Nissan Stadium. And at the time, it was the slowest week of tourism, um, you know, of the year between Christmas and New Year's. Um, about 10, 12 years ago, we added in, I say we, but the city and CVB kind of dovetailed behind the bowl a New Year's Eve event that now is one of the largest celebrations um, on New Year's Eve in the country uh, that we're able to build out when the when the bowl fans start rolling in for three or four days, lead into the 30th, out on the 31st. Um, we're able to build now that week as one of our strongest. Um, is that all because of sports and music? No, but we've used that platform and our venues being Nissan Stadium and downtown as an avenue to really generate uh, great exposure and great benefit economically for the city. So I, I think it underscores what we've said all along that I, I think when people come here for events, Buck, uh, they really have the sense of what we've been saying, that we work together as a, as a city, public, private, hospitality, sports, um, maybe as well as any city in the country to, to deliver events. And uh, um, I, I, and there's no real secret to that other than I think we all really do a good job of communication, of strategy building, um, and looking at opportunities uh, across the board. And, and some of the times we have to say no. Uh, we just don't feel like we could do it for one reason or another. And uh, I think that strengthened the events that we've recruited here to be successful. Going going back to the 24 years ago with the Music City Bowl and once Nissan Stadium was built downtown, I mean, what what was the vision at the time? Given, I mean, what what it has been able to scale up to now, not just the Music City Bowl, yeah. but all of the incredible events that we've been able to host and and opportunities that the city of Nashville and the sports teams have provided to the city of Nashville to be able to put on those events. What was kind of the vision at the time, Scott? If you could take the audience back a little bit, I think that's good context. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, you know, it, it was really pretty simple, Buck. I mean, we had just um, uh, passed a referendum in the in the city of uh, the largest expenditure ever of two hundred ninety two million dollars to build a, a, a stadium on the East Bank, uh, recruit an NFL team, and Mayor Bredesen at that time really charged uh, the Sports Council, the Chamber of Commerce, the CVB with trying to figure out more than 10 days a year that he could use a publicly owned sta- open air stadium right. that we never had before as an asset in the city. And um, at the time, college bowl games were starting to expand. And, and I'm going to take out whether you're a bowl system play or whatever, but we just looked at it purely from a business model. Could we bring, you know, 20 or 25,000 people from out of town in a week that uh, 30% occupancy across the city and, and hotels were taking place and, use a city-owned facility to, to generate, you know, revenue for the city. 
Um, it was a pretty simple business question. So we started the bowl game and uh, we all locked arms. Um, Mr. Adams at the time helped support it as an opportunity in the stadium. And, um, you know, since then we've, we've really continued to progress the game up and the event up added days, added downtown events, added concerts. And, and we're really now by all metrics, one of the top, uh, five games in the non-playoff model as far as average attendance and viewership and uh, excitement, averaging almost uh, 35,000 out-of-towners and 60,000 people in the stands. So, you know, I, I think it's a testament to Nashville. It's staying true to what our mission was, not getting far away from it. Um, and, and again, a pretty simple mission. How do we use a city-owned facility, you know, to maximize revenue and media exposure for the city of Nashville? Well, I, I think it's gone pretty well, don't you? <laughs> I think it's gone pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it really has. And I, I know we picked on the bowl there, but I think that's everywhere. I think that's our SEC tournament, you know, that we've locked in through 2035. I think it's, you know, the growth of CMA Music Fest. I think it's the addition of July 4th that you mentioned, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, you know, our marathon is the second largest full and half in the country that we do with Ironman in, in late April. Uh, marathon, half marathon. So, Again, I, I think we've really done uh, a great job of being very, very um, proactive in getting all the necessary partners at the table several, several years in advance uh, to make sure that we can be successful as a city. Um, the NFL draft, the NHL All-Star Game, the Women's Final Four, some of those one-off events. And I think you'll see it again uh, for the U.S. Figure Skating Championships and, and Olympic selection uh, process that we'll have in early January is a major one-off event before uh, the, the Beijing Olympic Games. So the variety of events also have, have really kind of widened the scope of our city. And uh, I think it's been a very beneficial use of uh, of a city uh, arena and a city-owned stadium over the years. You can find out more information about the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix at musiccitygp.com, taking place August 6th through the 8th. You can get your tickets now uh, while they're available because they're going to go fast. Everybody's excited about it, uh, and we're certainly always excited to have Scott Ramsey of the Nashville Sports Council to uh, fill us in on the latest goings-on when it comes to events in our city. Scott, I appreciate you taking some time. I know, you, I know you're busy year-round, but I know this is, uh, <laughs> well, this is a particularly busy time of year for you. Well, it's always fun to talk about a buck, and I, I appreciate uh, the conversation. If I give one more plug for Grand Prix, we're still looking for some volunteers. And uh, uh, one of the things we're known for the city is really hosting these events, and we, we need some help a little bit. We're still chasing uh, some open areas on volunteers. So if you jump on that website and uh, whether you buy a ticket or not, we sure would appreciate if you uh, would take a shift or two off off our plate and uh, consider volunteering for the event because I think it'll be a great experience. No, it's I, I think it's quite literally the least that people could do. It's uh, it, it's 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 worth for all of the work that goes into these things. Um, certainly, I think we can find some people to help you out. We'll we'll rally the troops. We appreciate Scott. it. You got it, Buck. I, I know you will. <laughs> So before we wrap up the pod, and again, thanks to Scott Ramsey for being able to join us, the Preds have scheduled an announcement for 11 a.m. today on Tuesday, the 13th, as you're hearing this podcast. So obviously, we don't know what that update is because the podcast comes out Tuesday mornings, and we wanted to get it to get it to you in time from your morning commute. But based on the reporting from Adam Vingan, our friend from The Athletic, 
It sounds like it's going to be Pecorine related. And also with some additional reporting from our friend Emily Proud about the presence of food being available at this major press conference, this major announcement that the Preds have to make later this afternoon. It's a reasonable assumption that it could be a retirement announcement for Pecorino. Now, we don't know this, and if I'm speculating recklessly and it turns out to be completely opposite of that, I I apologize. I literally have no idea what it is the Preds could be announcing today. But if it does end up, in fact, being a retirement ceremony for Pecorine, you know, that's a big, that's a massive story in Nashville sports. It's a massive, it's a massive player in the history of this sports ecosystem. Whenever you do things or, or are unwilling like myself to do things like, you know, city sports Mount Rushmore's and you begin these largely useless and and time-killing conversations about who belongs up there amongst the greats when you've got nothing else to talk about in the summer. I'm I'm not looking at it that way. And it could end up being something completely different. But if it is, in fact, Pecorine's retirement that is announced later today, um... The implications of the of what this player has brought to the city, of what this player has brought to the franchise, and the success that they have had with him in net cannot be understated. Pecorine will go down as one of one of the greatest athletes to ever play in this city, regardless of when it is that his career comes to an end, whether it's this afternoon or otherwise. I just hope people appreciate the greatness of him despite what it is. And I, I don't think I, I don't think I have to worry about this. I think people appreciate Pecorine just fine. It's it's not like he is a uh, he's not it's not like he's underrated. I think people in Nashville properly rate the impact of this man. But if it is indeed the case that that takes place later this afternoon, uh, congratulations to Pekka. If that's not the case, well, then I've just uh, wasted five minutes of your time, and I apologize for doing that. But what I will not waste your time with is our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, my favorite sportsbook app and America's top-rated sportsbook app. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. They're putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $150 in site credits. All you got to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $1 into $150 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $150 in free credits. That's promo code A2ZSports, A-T-O-Z Sports. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee-only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Enjoy the rest of your week. When we join you next time, we will have made a major announcement about some programming for football season that I really think you're going to enjoy. So stick around for that. Stay close to your podcast app because you're going to want to make sure you smash that subscribe button whenever it does become available to you. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. 
enjoy what uh, what little time we have left without football because we will soon be drowning in it. And that's good news for you, me, and everybody in between. So stay safe, stay clean, and as always, stay hot in Nashville. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast. It's powered by Two Rivers Ford, and it's brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.